I'm Renee Ritchie, and I'm a tech analyst. I'm Georgia Dow, and I'm a psychotherapist. And welcome to Apple Talk, where, quite literally, technology meets... Psychology. <laughs> and we talk about all the big companies, Apple, sure, but who's on our list this week? Facebook? This week, Google, not, no. Amazon, Microsoft. Microsoft. We never mentioned Microsoft. It's not a good sign for Microsoft. Ah, ah, so awkward. And how they increasingly affect our culture and our lives. All right. So should we do some questions? We should do some questions before we get ourselves into too much trouble here. I, we, yeah. Let's do some questions. All right. So can I ask you the first one? You do you want me to ask you the first one? Okay, you can ask me the first one. No, I'll ask you. You can ask me the first one. All right. This is from New York Rangers fan forever, NYR fan forever. How can your devices be... So a lot of times, it's a little bit of background, a lot of times we talk about screen time and how it's bad for us. We're on devices too much. And companies like Apple and Google are giving us tools to monitor our screen time. Mm -hmm. And so New York Rangers fan forever wants to know, can our devices be beneficial for our mental health? For example... Um, they personally find the Breathe app on the Apple Watch and the Calm app on iPhone to be super helpful for mindfulness and relaxation. Um, and that instead of sort of taking away their life, these, these devices are giving it back. Right. And there, there are so many of them. Um, you know, dealing with meditation, being able to Zoom talk, watching something that makes you laugh, um, even gaming. These are things that are good distraction activities which can help us reconnect. We're very lucky that we have the technology that we do. It's, you know, how do you, like, you want to monitor. Like, when do you know that your tech is helping you versus pulling back? Is how do you feel after you have used it? Do you feel more calm and happy? Do you feel more stressed and upset and frustrated? If you're screaming at the screen, throwing the controller, feel agitated, feel more aggressive, then probably you are doing activities that are on tech that are not good for you, right? So a certain amount of media is fabulous. But if it makes you feel like, you know, they're doing amazing things and I'm doing horrible things, or you're consuming a lot of negative, you know, information sources or politics, that can be really bad for our brain health because whatever emotion we are feeling through the technology that we're dealing with, stays with us even after we stop using that technology. So I also think exercising, um, we talked about Fitness Plus, yeah. that's a lot of fun. So if you want to learn how to juggle, do a dance move, um, learn how to tell jokes, deal with something that actually expands your horizon and what you're at, like a how to do art, because you want to learn how to paint. These are wonderful things where you yeah. can feel connected to people. And I think that technology is neutral. It's the manner in which we use it that is good or bad. Yeah, it's a tool like anything yeah. else. Yeah. I spent most of the lockdown. We're still like we're still in lockdown. We're still in lockdown. Uh, we're allowed one visitor. One visitor. That's it. Like you had to pick one. Why? You had to, to stick with it for like three months now. Uh, <laughs> so choose wisely. Yeah. Sorry, Renee. You, no, you've already um, chosen. Podcast came Too before late. family. Sorry, family is is uh, more like it. Uh, but for me, like uh, just. All the stuff, like I've been, my Apple TV, I think it's ended up being the most important device for me hmm. uh, in a weird way because I've been watching so much Nebula and so much Curiosity Stream and so much YouTube and just, I haven't been able to watch a lot of TV shows because I told you this, I found them too stressful. Right. I was in such a high stress state Already. that the idea of watching a stressful, which I used to love, I used to love watching like all the BBC spy and, and police dramas right. Right. and all, all the procedurals and they're too stressful for me now. So I've been watching educational things and I found like channels that showed me how to make better coffee. Right. And I've been cooking. I haven't gone to a restaurant since March. I've been cooking my own stuff. So I've been watching yeah. a ton of cooking stuff. Me too. I'm actually enjoying the cooking. Cooking has been a lot of fun. 
I've been enjoying it as well. Yeah. All this stuff has brought through me to, and, uh, you know, friend of the show, Mary Spender, started a daily show where she's vlogging all her, her music career in Brighton. And I can't travel to the UK. I can't see it now. But right. through her videos and you through can. other people's videos where they are, I can still see the world. So it's it's been fantastic. Well, that's a perfect segue to the next question, okay. which is, um, in light of The Mandalorian and other TV shows, I'd like to hear discussion about the, how the seasons drop on services um, at once versus weekly releases and the psychology of binge culture. So, Renee, what do you feel about about being able to, like, they drop the entire thing and you can watch at your own will versus that week-to-week experience? So, for me, it really depends on the show. And it depends on, and I hate to say this, the cultural impact of the show. Right. Like, when it's something like Game of Thrones except Season 8, or when it's something like The Mandalorian, or it's something, you know, when it's those big cultural shows, the ability to watch it week for week and knowing everyone is watching it at the same time. Yeah. And having that gave part- me chills. Even hearing you say it gave me chills. Well, like I saw a bunch of YouTube suggested a bunch of reactions, and I was watching people react. No yes. spoilers to the last yes. Mandalorian episode, and just seeing people like, like lose it, like and just start crying and things like that. If, yeah. if, they, if everyone had binged on it, that would be a, there would be no call, like we're waiting for it. We know it's coming Friday. Everyone is talking about it. Yes. The anticipation, yes. being part of that for a special show is special, but for. Like an, uh, a regular show, I like the ability to just, if I'm enjoying it, to just keep watching it. Right. So <laughs> so if the show's really good, the week-to-week experience you find preferable. It's if not the show the is an average show. It's not the goodness. Because, no. No. Because, like, again, like, it's whether it's become part of my of my culture group. Like, whether we're watching, okay. like, whether it's a shared experience or uh, not. Okay. Okay. Fair to that. I I agree. There was something wonderful about watching Game of Thrones Let's not talk about the last few seasons. There was but, no last few seasons. Right, right. It ended at six. It ended where the books ended. Oh, earlier. Um, the, there was a wonderful experience about craving to have the next episode and watching all the videos of other people unpacking what happened and why. Shout out to Alt Shift X. That was, yeah, you were amazing. That was <laughs> such a great experience. I wish you were working on Also the on show. Nebula, by the way. Yeah, Sorry. So awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, just an amazing, great experience. And we all shared it together. That was the cool part. Like, I wanted to watch the episode. Like, I would not go on the internet. Yeah. The same thing same. for Mandalorian. I didn't yeah. go on the internet. We decided we would watch it early because we just couldn't. It was everywhere. Now, yeah. remember, it was on Twitter. Like, it was everywhere. And so because of that, I just would stay off the internet until I'd watched the episode. And then I could become a part yeah. of the entire experience. It was almost similar to the experience of watching a movie in a theater. Yes. We get that Opening night. cultural experience of everyone dealing with it at once. We lined up for The Phantom Menace. We did. <laughs> we did. But I would bring my little BB-8 even to the last ones just because that was so much fun. And everyone would get a little excited as I had my little Sphero BB-8. And like it was, there was something wonderful about being part of that, a cultural yeah. thing similar to attending a concert now would so they just dropped sabrina the teenage witch the last no sorry chilling adventures of sabrina the last season on netflix and the uh, last cobra season? Co- did you just say the last yeah, season? the last season i don't believe they renewed it i think they completely uh, foxed it no yeah you're just dropping this live sorry me? sorry i thought it's the last season um are you sure no but i think so but also, hold oh. on, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going keep through going. your moment of, of, of uh, shattering. Also, the next season of Cobra Kai. And they didn't do it. They dropped it for binging. And I wonder if, like, Cobra Kai would have would have been more fun to watch week to week with everybody. 
there's there's less people that enjoy that together though. Sweep the leg. I I did like, but it was a problem with that, Mister. <laughs> I, I don't know about that. I'm still I'm still dealing You're still with Sabrina, Sabrina part. I'm sorry. I'll be there for a few it's seconds. It's a good show. Shall, shall you read me the next question? There's a, no, because there's also there's a mixed model because what Apple has tended to do is drop three episodes and then go weekly. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like go one side or go the other. Don't be in the middle. Just, you, you know, squish. Do. Just, <laughs> just like, great. <laughs> All right. Next question. Kupika, I got the This t-shirt. is from... Esso Zinaco, and I'm sorry if we butcher all these Twitter names, I but they're Twitter names. E S O X E N E C O. These screens connect us now more than ever, and I'm grateful they do. But the time will come when it's best to leave them, hmm. even if just for moments. What does this look like, and how do we do so responsibly? And I'll sort of meld this because I think this is a question a lot of people have. We've become so dependent. Like, it's ironic that all this screen time stuff started a few years ago, yeah. and then the pandemic hit, and we all had to like abandon our screen time things and go all in. But now, let's assume what, like, whether you're an optimist or a pessimist, if you think it'll be by summer or by 2022, at some point, most of us will be living normal-ish lives again. How do we sort of go back from this everything is through the screen life that we've been living this year it's it's very difficult it's very difficult because it's there's an immediacy to being able to do things through the screen it takes less time and by our nature many of us are wanting to do things faster simpler easier and so being able to have to go through to be able to drive to a place to be able to meet people in person and deal with all of the rigmarole that goes through to that becomes inefficient and so it, we really need as a society to look at what is most important. I think that another piece to it is we looked at our own health. Mm-hmm. What is the effect to this? What is the health cost in you know, booking meetings that are back to back without any break, without any human interaction? We are not machines. I think that a lot of companies hope that we are and try to treat us like machines where it's just input versus output and nothing yeah. in between and that doesn't matter it doesn't do well for us we need that social feeding and i think that that feeling when we first start to go back to trying to live what would be closer to where it was before and i don't i think that things are going to change i do think that it's going to become different um I think that that's going to be very painful for us. I think that there's a certain amount of withdrawal we go as we leave the technology that we have been engaging in for so long. Yeah. We're safe behind our screens. Yes. We can be rude behind our screens. Well, plus, like, you know, like we can hide certain stuff that we don't want. We can, I think that for people that have social anxiety, this has been wonderful Mm -hmm. because um, they can appear as they want. It's for a period of time and then they can kind of let down their guard. Uh, interacting with humans is also exhaustive, depending on who you are. For I thought you were going to say exhausting. <laughs> exhausting, exhaustive. Yes, the same thing. Um, but it, it, if if you are depending, like if you're a strong extrovert, you actually feed off of other people yeah. and the energy, and you want more of that. If you're more of an introvert, then you're expending energy, and you need to replenish. And so in front of a screen, again, if you're doing back-to-back meetings, you're not getting that replenishment. But at least there's a period of time you can shut off the screen. People may not see you. You can deal with it that way. They just don't get that wrong. 
Right. <laughs> yeah, so many people do. So many people. So many people. So also personality types is very different and the way that we interact makes a difference. If someone's being quiet, it might don't ask them. Don't ask them why you don't talk ever. Don't do that. It makes people feel bad. But you're supposed to make people feel bad when you're on the internet. <laughs> That's why we have an internet, isn't it? No. But I, I did hear from a lot of people that, for example, used to have meetings, but even when they were back-to-back, -back, they couldn't really be back-to-back -back because at a large campus or company, you'd have to have travel time. Everyone right. would have to go to the meeting room. Yep. And if you had an, a meeting across campus, it could take you 10, 20 minutes to get there. Plus, you could go to the washroom or yeah, get but a But that's, that's the relax. thing. It's like you would use Chat. that time yeah. to decompress. And now it's like 4 o'clock WebExer, Zoom, 5 o'clock WebExer, Zoom. There's no time. And everyone goes over and everyone's catching up. And you, you, you're working from home. You don't even have to commute anymore, but now you don't have time to go to the bathroom. Oh, but that's the thing is working from home, people often then work more hours than they would naturally. And that's not great and healthy for yeah. people either. So you still, just because they can reach you does not mean that they should. That was the big thing when BlackBerry-style communication became right. increasingly popular and especially because they had that red thing, and that created two different paradigms. Sorry, what's the red thing? The read indicator that someone had read your message. Oh, so turn that, that off. That created two different the paradigms. the first thing I turned off. One is that people started expecting you to always be available because they could BBM you or message you, yep. IM you at all hours. But two, um, even if you just looked at it, it would see red. Um, yeah. And then you're like, why didn't they answer me? Yeah, I saw you read this. Yeah. I saw you read this. Why didn't you reply? Yeah. 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 The mm -hmm. dirty R, I think they used to call it. Uh, so, but what advice do you have for people who now are maybe wondering about how much time, and like, very, like I understand completely, like we are so disconnected and cut off that we're all looking for any sort of thing. And often our only rec recourse right now is screens. How, how do you start to go back to real life? First thing is monitor how much time are you spending on your screens. All of it. All of it. I'm spending all of it on my screens. Well, then that's that might be a problem. I mean, there's nothing, literally nothing there's, else to do. But that might be a problem. I, I think that th there's two pieces that, that um, screen time take away from. One is boredom increases creativity. So those moments are often when you find inspiration. And if I'm bored, then suddenly I might want to cook or I might want to plant a plant or deal with the seeds or paint this room or redecorate or clean or a hundred thousand other things. I've gotten really should... good at finding more stuff to watch. I've become so exactly, creative. Exactly. So, so ingenu ingenious at finding stuff to watch. it makes us just good enough so that we don't do the other things that yes. we probably should be doing. Yes. Those paperwork that's been sitting there, we're not going to do. If you, you know, take a decompression time, even if it's just an hour of day where you're not going to look at your screen. And one, see how painful that is. How painful is it? I'm in pain it? right now. I'm a <laughs> Sorry. I am in pain right now. And Thanks, I've got like four Renee. screens in front of me. Thanks, Renee. No, but I mean like just the idea One of it. is we're in front of a screen right now. That's what I'm and saying. Two, you're with me. But no, but so but what I'm saying is that I'm lazily ambitious. Is that I have a lot of things I want to do, but they require effort. And, you know, it's easy to have principles. It's easy to have principles when it costs you nothing. Right. It's, like, it's like when it costs you something. Right. It's, I forget what the term was. It's sort of like I am anti-big oil and then big oil is like one a million bucks. Says, oh, sure. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm with that. I totally understand. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. I totally understand. That Facebook money. Oh, that, face that tasty Facebook money. I know. I know. It's not, it's not if you would. It's just what is your price. Yeah, what it, Exactly. Yeah, we probably all. Open place. up your Facebook account again for a million bucks a year. Uh, but you're evil. Oh, but yeah, evil money spends just as good. Well, I'd have to type it in because <laughs> I don't have one yet. I'd make one. 
<laughs> so is that so? It's, before you end this, because this is yes. super fascinating to me, uh, what, uh, what steps do you suggest people take after they've so looked the, at their screen time? Look at how how much your screen time is. Decide whether you think that that is a fair amount of screen time or not. And then I would say, give yourself a tech free amount of time where you're not on TV, you're not in front of the computer, you're not in front of your phone. And then what would you do with that time? Um, put a to-do list of the things that you would want to be able to deal with. So I'm uh, trying to, you know, learn a different skill or, and then track that and see Exercise, how that Exercise, juggling, cooking, yeah, cleaning. Painting, you know, redecorating, paperwork, whatever was, it might be that you should do. Whatever you do when the power goes out. Right, right. And then spend some time every day trying to do it. And I would put a calendar on the wall and actually track if you are doing that or not. Okay. When you're accountable to yourself, there's a greater chance that you will get that. And any skill can be learned if you practice it for long enough, within reason. Yeah. You're not going to learn how to fly no. solo, but maybe in a plane. Next question. All right. Next question. Um, that, this is for me. Okay. Well, th I, th I will read this. Okay, do this, please. Um, at Chesterton7 says, I want to be able to separate fact from opinion in a media landscape that has given itself over to treating news like entertainment. Oof. Okay, here we go, Renee. That's a big so one. So I have a hugely controversial opinion on this. Oh, I'm interested. We get what we click on. Like everyone likes to blame big media for doing this or doing that, or even like big data. And I've done this too. Like you blame Google, the YouTube algorithm, the Facebook algorithm. But these things, all they want to do is make money. And they want to make money by giving by having us consume their content. So they give us the content that we're most willing to consume. And it is in general the most terrible content. It's like back in the old days why there were tabloids at the at the cash thing. And it's why when the Nielsen ratings weren't online, but you still had to fill out those little books, everybody wrote down PBS. And then the minute it went digital, they found out almost nobody watched PBS. Right. It's because we, we all watch the worst stuff. We all click on the worst stuff, but we, we've disconnected that from our intellect. So intellectually, we're like, we want better news sources. But when there are those sorts of hard-hitting like high quality stuff, we don't click on it. We click on, oh, this celebrity got hit in the crotch by a football or uh, what the what they don't want you to know about the, the nanobots they're putting in bananas. You know, we we get what we click on. And the only way to fight back, I think, luckily for us now is that we don't have to be beholden on on not on indirect big social media and mainstream media channels because we live in a time where we have primary access to original sources. Right. Like, and this is the part that flabbergasts me. There are debate about things that, you know, they never said this or they said this. They have a Twitter account. You can go through and you can look and see exactly what they said, right. what this company said. You can look. All of this is now available to us. So I would say, like, we don't have... To, the, the job has never been easier to separate fact from fiction on in media. But I, I want it already chewed. You see, that's the thing is that easier, easier is better. Now I'm interested in the nanobots and bananas because I like bananas and I don't want to eat nanobots. And what are they doing to me? Like one is the, the shock value. Two is that it's a huge barrier to entry. And I'm the kind of person that actually will read the court documents because that's interesting to me and I, I really do want to so I go to a primary source if I'm not sure about something if I'm curious you read the terms of service I read the terms of service and then I'm horrified yes and so if I really want a game I won't read the t terms of service because I will be so upset at myself for then still clicking okay yeah. um, but I will I, and I'll read court documents and I'll read whatever you know 
Google Docs of like pages and pages of transcripts because I find that interesting. And if I'm going to debate something, I really enjoy knowing all of the true facts versus what is someone's opinion. Because the more time, it's like broken telephone, the more time that someone else sources someone else, it ends up, you know, you find out it's all at this one source, but the primary source is different than that first source. That's why, just by the way, when I was editorial director at Mobile Nations, I insisted that people quote and not paraphrase because mm-hmm. paraphrasing inevitably changes yeah. the meaning of something. Yes. And also if it's and if it's wrong, then we take on that wrongness. But if you quote something or quote someone, they are speaking for themselves. Yes, exactly. And, and then people can interpret it as they want to. Yeah. Um, and then you get to decide and you get to take a look at what it may be and not be. But that came up with like the Epic thing where people were like, Epic is doing, all you had to do was read the court documents, like you said, and you'd mm-hmm. see what Epic's demands were. You didn't have to guess. You didn't have to like fight over it. But what, what stupefies me about our modern culture is like, just to make the most outrageous example possible, you have someone like Bill Gates. And regardless of what you thought about how he ran Microsoft, in his post-Microsoft career, he has contributed and donated billions of dollars to fighting various forms of disease in this world, yes. from malaria yes. now to COVID. Yes. And yet conspiracy theorists look at him and say, oh, he's helping with a vaccine only because he wants to put a chip in us and try to prevent his work. Where Elon Musk, and again, regardless of what you feel about Elon Musk, he has said humans have to become merged with AI in order to survive AI, literally says he wants to put a chip in all of us. And the same conspiracy theorists are like, yes, go Elon. And I'm like, there is such a disconnect in where where we're putting our, I've made this analogy before too, and I apologize for skipping around. Back when we were younger, Tylenol had a scandal where there was like a very small amount of poison medication and it almost ended their company. And politicians would lie half a time, like maybe one time, or they would have an affair, or maybe they exaggerated their military career, and it would destroy their career. They would never run for office again. And now you have like phones exploding in people's hands, and our brand affinity is so high, Samsung had to beg people to give those exploding phones back. And we have, regardless of political party, you have politicians lying over and over again. They never face any accountability. And our society has moved so far, has become so disconnected from reality. I was joking on Twitter, not really joking, that this is like an existential threat to humanity. It's like the dinosaurs looking up at a, a meteor of their own making and just staring at it rather than doing anything to stop it. And I really think education, yeah. like we have to have a massive social media literacy campaign to try to bring people back just to base level reality. Yes. And I think that that, that, that should be a course, like that we should talk to be media savvy, to yeah. understand how propaganda works, um, to understand the manner in which we can become indoctrinated. What is the effect to that? Why do we do that? Because once you are aware that... And it, it doesn't perfectly protect you. It, this is education. I, I thought, I really did think that education would be the be all and the end all bullet. to fix yeah. all of this. That if we were educated, if education was free, easy to access, and good quality, that this wouldn't happen. But even in places where um, CJEP, a college, university are free, there are still people that you know will believe very easily almost anything that is given to them enough times because of the way that our brain works, because of who you are affiliated with, because of our want to be able to idolize people, our need to be able to become part of a tribe. 
So we're still not fully protected, but I do believe that it would be helpful. And so um, look at a primary source, educate yourself to deal with it. But again, that's a lot of time. Like looking through Google Docs, just opening the Google Doc usually takes a certain amount of time. And then reading through it, it's dry. There isn't the exciting pieces. You know, you have to kind of mill through all of the little bits. So there's a lot of time effort. I don't think that it's something that most people could do. But if it is in an area that you're not sure of, that is important to you, that you may want to debate or look at, um, think twice to it. Oh, and look at who the source is. If the source is biased, right? If it's the sugar company that is funding the journal that is talking to you about how sugar is actually okay. Sugar is a multivitamin now. Hmm. Maybe you want to, you know, think twice before dealing with it, but that's hard to find out. People used to have to say, you know, who was funding whatever research that you're dealing with. But even a lot of primary research is funded, given grants by big companies. And as we saw with Google, you're not going to say what they want. You might suddenly be fired. That's why, like, um, I'm a big proponent of balance and uh, when you hear people talk about small government, that's mostly because they've been funded for generations by big corporations to reduce the government as, as much as possible, to make corporations as powerful as possible. Right. But then also you need like corporations to be powerful enough to resist overbearing governments. But then you need people to not give their allegiance to any political parties or to any companies oh. and force them to cater to us. Right. Like we sh- like my, my least favorite word is loyalty in politics or loyalty in brands. And I realize this is funny coming from me and a person who's covered Apple you might for 10 be, years. Yeah. But you yeah. know me before, I was all in yeah. on Microsoft. I yeah. had an Xbox, a PC, a, a Jornada, yeah. uh, and, a, and a Windows phone. And they were no longer serving my needs. So I switched. And I will leave Apple in a hot second when they are not serving my needs. And the same thing, I voted back and forth. I don't believe any political party should be in power longer than a few years because I'm just I'm pessimistic. I think they'll always become corrupt. So I think you need all of those things in balance, fighting against each other and forcing them to best serve us. Like on every issue, they should have to they should be scared out of their minds how we'll react. And right now I think they just think we'll support them no matter what. Well, I also think that you become too large. You become so large that it does not matter, right? There needs to be checks and balances. And if there are no checks and balances, then any of us, any of us could or probably will become waylaid to our own wants, needs. And you end up buying the, you know, the entire Kool-Aid that you sold knowing it was just fake Kool-Aid because everyone's telling you this is really good Kool-Aid. You were this close to becoming Dark Phoenix in the 80s. That would be this just close. a good thing. You were just a good this, thing. You were going to feed off planets. It was horrific. We had to stop her. It was the whole thing on the moon. Be great. Okay, I never mind. Taking the ring. <laughs> <laughs> so we do have one more topic, but it's our exclusive topic for Nebula. So if you're watching us on Nebula, just stay tuned. We're going to get into some dancing robots in just a minute. If you're not and you want to be, there is an amazing deal on Curiosity Stream. Uh, where you can get both Curiosity Stream and Nebula for one really, really low price. And all you have to do, and I mean like less than you pay for like I think Netflix in a month, you can get Curiosity Stream and Nebula for a year. So just go to curiositystream.com slash Apple Talk, uh, sign up, you'll get it. You'll be able to go watch ad-free versions of all my videos are there, Mary Spenders, Alt Shift X's, Thomas Frank, Legal Eagle, um, Sarah Z, it's just so real science, real engineering. Jordan Harrod does the amazing artificial intelligence stuff. Just 
I think there's like a hundred people on Nebula now and like just thousands and thousands and thousands of videos. So check that out. And if you are leaving us now, Georgia, where can people find you? Uh, you can send me an email, georgia at westmounttherapy.com. And uh, if you're dealing with anxiety or depression, you can check out anxiety-videos.com. And I'm on Twitter at Georgia underscore Dow. What about you, Renee? You can find me at Renee Ritchie on almost everything. So youtube.com slash Renee Ritchie, twitter.com slash Renee Ritchie. Yes, Instagram. Instagram.com slash Renee Ritchie. Uh, we have to have a debate about Facebook at some point because someone pointed out to me that if good people keep leaving Facebook, it'll just be worse and maybe good people should stay there and fight. Oh, that sounds like that. Was Zuckerberg the one that told you to do that? Maybe. I think it might be Mark. Zuckerberg. Mark on the phone. <laughs> Come back. Uh, he was wearing so a mask, so maybe, you didn't know. Maybe in a future week. Uh, and if you are listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please do leave a review, leave a rating. It helps tell them to promote the show. And I think George is itching to start reading some more reviews. Yeah, yeah, I'll do that. I'll okay. do that for next time. All right, will you do I'll it in a funny some- accent? I don't do... All my accents end up sounding Scottish. Okay. So, uh, I don't know. All right. Well, one of us will. One of us will. All right. Uh, Thank you so much for watching. 